this is Jovi. Hi, this is Charlie. <laughs> and you're listening to Bad Crime Stories. <laughs> <laughs> wow this is a weekly true crime <laughs> podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories <laughs> that keep us up at night <laughs> i'm not even drinking no no that was a sober hello <sighs> Man, yeah, sorry guys Man. you know it's it's the end it's coming to the end of the year we're yeah. just going Punch drunk yes yeah. that and like with all the craziness of the holidays and just waiting for this year to be over and the craziness with work you know you gotta have some fun you just you, you have, have fun. to you gotta have a little fun you gotta quote yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire and uh, move on with your life exactly mm-hmm. and that's what I wanted to bring to you guys today mm-hmm. 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 that was that was my goal and you know I think I accomplished that yeah agreed <laughs> Oh gosh. So I do have to tell you, I have been a little bit behind listening to our own podcast. I was listening to mm. the second episode of the Jonestown one. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the beginning of the episode, I was complaining about how itchy my nose was. And yes, because of my gigantically large nose. And it's so funny how you can hear how much I'm itching my nose that episode. And it's really funny because like you can hear my nails click on my glasses and every single uh-huh. time I hear like click click and I'm like, oh I know what I'm doing there. Yep. It just yep. made me laugh. I wanted to bring But it it's so me. subtle and it's just yes. kind of like a yeah. 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 It was very funny yeah. though. I was like, that's <laughs> that's my itchy nose. I mean you did to be fair, you did warn everybody. I did warn everybody. I'm like my nose mm-hmm. is so itchy I want to rip it off my face right now. Mm-hmm. hmm Anyway. Yeah. So what's going on, Jovalicious? What do you got? Uh, what do you got cooking? Um, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I'm not cooking anything because <laughs> Literally I'm not eating until. Yes. <laughs> um, no, nothing has changed in the last half hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing, nothing at all. I'm actually FYI, even be. FYI, we're recording this podcast, this episode immediately after we recorded last week's episode. Hence yes. why Jovi said nothing new in the last half hour. <laughs> Just giving a little yes. context. Yes, that way you know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm even a little bit behind in my reading, but I think it's because the book that I'm reading now, while very good, the mm-hmm. author is very descriptive. Um, so, so it's taking... I can't. It's, but it's not... It's not so descriptive, like, I'm sorry to say this, Stephen King descriptive. Mm-hmm. Like, his, him, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Like, I'll watch his movies all day long. I can't read him. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Um, But this book, I like the way she's descriptive because, like, I don't know. It helps me with that movie in my head, you know? Yeah, and, like, yeah, I can yeah. actually, I could feel the things she's talking about. And I could smell the smells she's talking about. So it's actually really cool. Um, but it's just taking me longer because the chapters are a little longer. Gotcha. But yeah. So the only Stephen yeah. King book that I've been able to get through, it's a mm-hmm. it's a big one. I mean, which most Stephen King books are super long. Large. Was, yeah. Um eleven twenty two sixty three. Mm-hmm. But it's not one of his horror ones. It's like a suspense mm-hmm. time travel uh book. It is yeah. so good. And they actually made a mini series out of it. It's on Hulu. Um Yeah, I was gonna say isn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say I think they made a TV show out of it. They did. It's not obviously it's not as good as the book. The but that book 
while of course like very Stephen king-esque in the descriptions it's not that it's not as bad as like the grass was green it was green green grass it was the greenest grass you ever did see <laughs> like it's like all right we get it there steven it was green, green yeah, grass. yeah yeah but yeah nice very nice yeah but no other than that everything same shit different half hour um <laughs> exactly <laughs> Now you told me not to let you forget to mention something. You did. Um, so I, I'm I doing did. that now. now. I'm reminding you. Okay. Well, now I have to find it because I didn't spend I didn't take the five seconds in between us recording the two episodes to do it and how dare myself. you. How dare I'm you? I'm not a bright person. Fine. But you know what? That's I'm why very smart we have editing. Okay, I found it. Okay all right so we got <laughs> we got a uh dm in our instagram last week no a couple weeks ago it was the fourth that we got sent this message from mm. a listener named uh, her handle is idle moon one so hi idle moon one hi um and th- this fucking cracked me up so <laughs> she wrote okay i have to share this i was doing some christmas shopping yesterday at a small local store and this karen was yelling at the poor teenager behind the checkout counter to quote just run my credit card you degenerate freak (laughs) so Uh, terrible it's so terrible so terrible and of course this person she was using trying to use a gift card from walmart at this like small local store so okay of course um the poor girl was in tears when a lady comes up to karen and yells quote be the goddamn band-aid bitch (laughs) yes yes I love it. Uh, she hip checked Karen away and politely rang up her items and left a huge tip. Apparently, you guys are popular up here in Mass. I was dying with laughter, which really just made me smile. Well, I don't think that we are the originators of the Be the Band-Aid. I got to say, I, in my little puny brain, like to imagine we absolutely are. And um, yeah, Be the Band-Aid, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just... I love it. I love the it. goddamn band-aid bitch which is and yes fun. we're i enjoy that we're probably not the originators but you know what i'll take in, it i'm taking this, credit yes oh no 100 percent. in this scenario or yeah. scenario if you're an asshole scenario. i am taking credit we are taking credit that's that's it that's it that's mm-hmm. awesome i love that so much yes which actually i want to give extra props to jovi because technically jovi was the one who started the be the band-aid i um, was and it started as a little bit of a joke because i would always say be kind and then because jovi was feeling punch struck that night as well as she did this evening with the hello she pulled a <laughs> be the band-aid and i was like sure mm-hmm. do that too and then it just stuck and now mm-hmm. here we are here we are, here we are mm-hmm. multiple <laughs> weeks later so see so it pays for me to be punch drunk <laughs> it does it does because my best work comes out of being punch drunk. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, and the other thing that I purposely didn't talk about in the last episode, so I actually had things to talk about this episode. Um, you had mentioned that you watched the rest of Love is One. I mm-hmm. also watched the rest of Love is One. And then mm-hmm. after I was done with it, I too was like still in a true primy mood, which is weird because I hadn't been in so long. Same. And it, it got me like in that zone. I went to Netflix and I finally watched their Murdoch Murders show. Oh. Yes. 
So the first season was stuff we know. The first season was very just like everything that happened, blah, 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 blah. That one came out. Um, here, let me look. Season one came out last year, probably, maybe mm-hmm. longer ago. Um, no, I don't want to play it. What are you doing to me? Um, and it's all about like, of course, like who killed Mal- Mallory Beach and, you know, all of the other things that kind of happened around them. Um, mm-hmm. Stephen Smith, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And so on. But season two was like going into the trial and his like his oh. defense of himself and um, testimony that they hadn't you haven't seen and blah, 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 blah. So the second season was incredibly interesting. um so i highly recommend at the very least watching the second season like i said first season is nothing new like it's all stuff we know it's nothing new but they're only each season's only three episodes and each episode is like maybe 30 or 40 minutes so it's not that bad might as well watch the whole thing might as well watch the whole thing um but yes the the second season's really great it's all about the trial um and i highly highly recommend it it was very good very very good okay i'll Mm -hmm. have to check it out after I watch my, I forgot what it was called already. What was it? Commune or cult? Something. Oh, commune or cult. cult? Yeah, yeah, with the garden. Yeah, or that's garden. It, the garden. Yeah. No, I think it's the garden. The garden. The garden. But yeah, after I watch that, I will watch the Netflix um, Murdoch murder thingamajiggy. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Ten out of ten. All right. All right, but was it well, as good as the eight HBO out of ten? One? Eight out of ten. Because okay. I was just gonna say, because it's not as good as the HBO one. The HBO one was bomb. Yeah, and honestly, I would have given this one probably only like a six and a half or a seven out of ten until they did the second season because okay. of the whole like getting them into the trial and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. the HBO one did not do. Right. Well, because it was done before. It didn't happen yet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They so. should do a second season. The HBO people should do a I second season going over the trial. I don't disagree with that. That'd be really cool mm-hmm. because we are very invested. Very invested. In and the HBO one was higher quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reigns supreme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's what I got. I dig it. Mm-hmm. I dig mm-hmm. it. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, well, everybody, with all that being said and shared, Jovi has a bed crime story for us this evening. I do. And I'm very I excited do. to hear it. And uh, so let's just kind of like sit back, relax, and let Jovi, uh, you know, tell us a tale. Do my thing. Mm-hmm. Do my thing. It's It's been a hot minute. So, yeah. Hi, guys. I'm not just the peanut gallery this time. So that'll be nice. Okay. So today I am going to be doing the, uh, the story of the disappearance and murder of Ashley Pond and Miranda Gaddis. Interesting. And this is a super duper sad story. I mean, they really all of them are all the stories we do are extremely sad but like this one in particular because it just i don't know like i had i watched everything i could watch i listened to everything i could listen to like i just submerged myself in it Mm -hmm. um because it's just it's so fucked up so 
I also wanted to give a shout out to my stepdaughter because <laughs> she <laughs> helped me out big time. Um, because I just I couldn't, you know, when you go to write something and like you know what you want to write and you like your ideas are all jumbled like a mm-hmm. like a knot and you just yeah. don't know where to start. You don't know anything. She helped me out. <laughs> and uh that's our girl. Yes. So thank you. Thank you very and, much. Auntie Charlie's very excited on Plank Go. Yes, yes. And she's gonna make me sound smart, which is even more exciting. So <laughs> that's nice. It's always good to have one of those around. Yes, absolutely. All right. So the sources for today's story is Unsolved Mysteries Wiki. Mm, nice. Which I was super stoked that they had one because we all know how much we love the Criminal Minds Wiki. Do love the Criminal Minds Wiki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of their wiki as well now. Um, wiki, Murderpedia, wiki. Mm-hmm. of course. All that's interesting because, you know, uh, Wikipedia, as always. A, uh, I want to say this one is a documentary by people, <laughs> but I found it on uh, dailymotion.com. A two articles from medium.com mm. and the evil olive podcast. Mm, they okay. had they had a two-parter and it was very enjoyable to listen to. And I don't think um they are producing new episodes, but I they did a really good job and they should continue. Mm. <laughs> but here we go. Now, despite everything happening in 2002 we're gonna go back a little bit Mm. um i'm gonna kind of go back and forth a a few times but don't worry i'll make sure to bring you guys to speed excellent so in 2001 ashley pond was on vacation in california with mallory mallory weaver and was molested by her friend's father ward weaver Mm. although ashley was vocal about the assault Police did not investigate at the time. Ward was well aware of Ashley's sexually abused past as his daughter and Ashley were best friends. Mm. So now I'm going to kind of go back a little bit. I'm going to go into Ashley's story a little bit. While Ashley was a happy, loving kid who loved her younger siblings, her childhood was not as bright and bubbly as she was. When she was nine years old, her parents, Lori and David Pond, got a divorce. And it was then that she learned that David wasn't her biological father. That's Yeah. Like, that's not something you want to find out at nine years old. That the only man that you had in your life and known as your father for your whole life was father. Yeah. Um, Her her biological father was a man named Wesley uh, Rodriguez. Rodiger Jr., who she had been introduced to, and then she started to spend time with him on a regular basis. Like she'd go over there every weekend and establish a relationship. Okay. Now, unfortunately, these regular visits turned out not to be healthy for Ashley. And when her father demanded sex from her on Christmas Eve of 2000, Ashley had had as much of the abuse as she could take, and she finally reported it so on january 5th 2001 wesley was indicted on 40 counts of raping and sexually abusing his own daughter over the course of seven years so 
That's that asshole. (laughs) It was also during this time that Ashley, her two sisters, their mother and her boyfriend, her mother's boyfriend, moved into the Newell Creek Apartments in Oregon City, Oregon. Her and her mother were constantly fighting. Uh, There was one particular instance where the neighbor had called the cops because they had seen Ashley outside crying in the rain all by herself and when the police got there they found that Lori had locked her out of the apartment as a form of punishment and this apparently happened more than once this actually happened Mm. quite often and um neighbors would call the police on um on Lori quite often um, because mm. she was an alcoholic, they mm. were constantly fighting, screaming, you know, domestic yes. crap, not domestic, crap. I don't mean domestic it like brouhaha. that. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, Ashley did find happiness by joining her school's dance team and being around and having the support of her friends. She had the best of both worlds because her two best friends, Miranda Gaddis and Mallory Weaver, were also part of the dance team. Miranda (laughs) lived in the same apartment complex as Ashley and Mallory lived in the house across the street from the apartments. Um, Mallory would often have sleepover sleepovers with Ashley, Miranda and the girls from their dance team. Mm. All right. So that was a little bit of background. Now we're back in 2001 after she had uh, reported Ward and his, um, molestation okay when ward found out that ashley went to the police accusing him of molesting her he plotted his revenge against a 12 year old girl what a guy he knew that she had a case against her father for sexual abuse and he called her attorney to tell them that ashley was making more false accusations against another man and that she couldn't be trusted So after hearing this, her attorneys felt like they could no longer trust her or her statements or testimony regarding the case against her father. Because of this, Wesley was able to take a plea deal and plead no contest to all 40 counts of raping and sexually abusing a child and only received a 10-year probation sentence. Yeah. Yeah. I know. What a fucking dick. And he didn't stop there. No, no. Of course he didn't. He would tell everyone that would listen about the allegations that she had made against him, including her friends and fellow dance team members. Mm. He would tell them that she can't be trusted, and because of this, she was ostracized. So, yeah. This is is what a 38-year-old did to a 12-year-old. Right. Like, grow the fuck up, man. Like, seriously? Uh, Just fucking terrible. On January 9th of 2002, 12-year-old Ashley was running late that morning, leaving the apartment a little after 8 a.m. With the school bus only minutes away, Ashley rushed up the hill that that led to her bus stop. But Ashley did not make it to her school bus on that cold Wednesday morning. Knowing that Ashley had dance practice after school that day, Lori did not become worried until around quarter after six in the evening when Ashley still had not returned home. Lori immediately called Ashley's school and discovered that her 12-year-old daughter had not been at school all day. 
Panicked, Lori called the police and reported her daughter missing. Lori insisted that her daughter had not run away, stating that none of Ashley's belongings were missing. The police agreed for once, and the hunt for the abducted 12-year-old began. Starting with her classmates, the police quickly found out that Ashley had not gotten on the school bus that morning. Authorities canvassed the neighborhood and woods, ultimately coming up with nothing, uh, despite having the assistance from the FBI, which they had asked them to come down um, right. because, you know, missing 12-year-old yeah. girl. Yeah. Ashley's close friend and classmate, Miranda Gaddis, found herself in the middle of the investigation, appearing on multiple news segments about Ashley's disappearance. With no solid leads, the months went on. The case started to grow cold. Miranda was active on the middle school dance team and had been practicing and preparing for a performance that was supposed to be part of an event that um, she had organized um, and planned to raise money for a reward fund for Ashley, which I thought was the sweetest thing yeah. ever. I was like, uh, I love yeah. this so much. Yeah. But Miranda would go missing herself before she would have the chance to perform. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, a little bit about Miranda. Um, Miranda Gaddis was also a sexual abuse survivor. Miranda was just six in February of 1995 when her father, Jason Gaddis, was convicted of kidnapping and sexually assaulting two minor girls. For all of his crimes against children... Jason was sentenced to a grand total of six months in prison and 54 years of post-release supervision. Wow. I know. Like, what in the world is going on with these sentences? Seriously? Six months in prison? No. Sorry. Just no. So all of that led to the divorce between Miranda's mother, Michelle uh, Duffrey, and Jason and Miranda's mom, Michelle, got involved with another man by the name of Brett McEnne. McEnne? Brett, like Jason, liked to molest girls and would go on to sexually abuse Miranda and two other girls. Oh my God. I know. I like these, these two girls, like I just, they went through hell. They went through hell and back and did not deserve this one fucking bit now i'm not saying that anybody does but they've lived yeah. through so much and to go through what they went through again i just i can't um well brett got caught and he was convicted of his crimes they didn't say what he was sentenced to or anything like that but mm, he mm -hmm. got convicted of something like actually something exactly exactly yeah as a result of the abuse Miranda had experienced at the hand of her father and the sexual abuse she had experienced at the hands of her mother's boyfriend, she and her siblings were removed from the home and put into foster care for 18 months. Miranda had also received counseling at school to help her navigate the aftermath of the abuse. Mm. While she was in counseling, she learned how to set firm, clear boundaries. Girl. I, I need to see your counselor because I need to learn to start doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, she also took it upon herself to warn others of the dangers she saw, and this would both be her strength and her undoing. Mm. 
All right. So now we're back in 2002. March 8th, 2002 rolled around. Miranda Gaddis's mother, Michelle, left for work per usual on that Friday morning. Just like Ashley, Miranda left for the bus stop that the two girls shared around 8 a.m. And she would not make it on the bus. Miranda's older sister called their mother that afternoon to tell her that Miranda had not been at school that day. Concerned, Michelle called the school and confirmed that her daughter had not been there. With the Ashley Pond case some months earlier, the FBI was called back to help investigate the second missing girl in Oregon City. And like they kind of stepped it up a notch because now it wasn't just one. It was two that looked strangely similar, that yeah. had strangely similar backgrounds. And like, were connected. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And had a lot in common, a lot of friends in common. It was just, it couldn't have been a coincidence, you know? Um, just like how Miranda had been prominent in the news coverage in Ashley's case, another person who showed up a lot in news segments about both Ashley and Miranda's disappearances was Ward Weaver. Of course, Weaver's home is the closest to the bus stop where both Ashley and Miranda had disappeared from. Weaver welcomed the media into his home after many news outlets named him as the prime suspect, showing the reporters around in an attempt to prove his innocence. Like, he, this, he had, <laughs> like, in these videos that I watched of him and like clips of these interviews. He was so arrogant and yeah, so doy. like yeah. I know. I well know, I'm just saying like just no like yeah I, and you would have to be in order to yeah. do this and behave that way. Yeah. And Ugh. like he, when he brought them in the house he was like, oh yeah, you know, um the whole dance team would you know they would have sleepovers and they would be all over the floor. You couldn't walk without stepping on a body. And I'm like, you could have phrased that better, bro. Like Oh, gross okay creep. just what a creep. just fucking gross um and he i i in one of the videos i watched um he was talking to a reporter the same reporter that he gave the tour of the house and they had walked on a fresh concrete slab yeah mm. and and when that reporter because she like obviously reported on this throughout and mm -hmm. when they came to it and they said what was under it she broke down crying on live tv she was like oh my god oh my but anyway gosh. yeah so he laid down this fresh slab of concrete and when they he was asked about it he was like oh i didn't know it was illegal to uh install a jacuzzi or the last time i checked it wasn't illegal to install a jacuzzi yeah 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 mm. he's a fucking winner gross he's a fucking winner and then uh there was another instance where um he was he had said something because he loved the attention he I'm loved sure. the attention. he would give the interview to anybody who would ask he loved he loved it um they asked him about what he felt about being you know the number one suspect and he's like honestly i'm getting tired of it i'm looking to move out of state and like that's when more red flags started going yeah up. and people yeah. really started to kind of zone in on him a little more and pay yeah, like, closer can we, attention can we catch right. this guy please yeah right because everything was kind of circumstantial you know what i mean like there was yeah. nothing physical so 
I hate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Months went by uh, with no leads and the investigation led nowhere. Both Ashley and Miranda's families were extremely vocal about their suspicion of Weaver. They stated on multiple occasions that they believed that Ashley was buried under the freshly poured concrete slab next to Weaver's house, but still with nothing to point to Weaver other than circumstantial evidence, the police had their hands tied. That was until one faithful morning in August. On August 13th, police got a break in the case when a 19-year-old woman wearing nothing but a blue tarp managed to wave down a motorist on South on South Beaver Creek Road, which is the road that the house is on, yeah. and get a ride to a nearby Payless shoe stores. Oh. Yeah. You used to work there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Around 5 p.m., the woman in the blue tarp told police that Francis Weaver was her boyfriend. And his father, Ward Weaver, had had first raped her and then tried to kill her by smothering her. Wow. She was lucky to escape. And you know what? Fucking good on her. Good yeah. on her for, you know, not caring about being naked, grabbing the, the closest thing she could to cover herself. Mm-hmm. You know what? Props to her. That's amazing. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. The strength that woman had. So finally... The motherfucker was arrested. Ward Weaver's stepson called the police and told them that his father, Ward Weaver, had killed both Ashley and Miranda. With Weaver in custody, the police could finally search his property. On August 24th, 24th, 2002, police discovered a set of human remains in the shed Mm. behind Weaver's home. After an autopsy was conducted, they were confirmed to be the remains of 13-year-old Miranda Gaddis. Two days later, the police discovered the remains of 12-year-old Ashley Pond buried under the fresh concrete slab in Weaver's yard. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Ward Weaver confessed to the rape and murders of both girls. His reasoning behind them was that he was afraid that Ashley would go to the police about being molested by Weaver and that Weaver thought Miranda had witnessed him clean up the murder of Ashley while she was walking to her bus stop. Weaver admitted that he got Miranda to willingly go into the house by telling her that Ashley was in his house and needed her help. Wow. Yeah. So after pleading guilty to all charges, he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Now... (laughs) What's weird about all of this, I mean, besides this being a shit show, mm-hmm. Weaver's father, Ward Weaver Jr., had been mm-hmm. a convicted murderer as well. In 1981, Weaver Jr. had murdered a couple in California and buried them in his backyard, similar to the way that Ward buried Ashley in his backyard. Oh, and what's even yeah, what's even more of a coincidence? Well, not really. I guess a coincidence. Um, Ward Junior. asked Ward, you know, the third Ward the third to help dig the hole. Yeah, and then Ward the third asked Francis to help dig his hole. So it's like a fucking. Um, chain reaction. 
like a Russian nesting dolls of murderers. Yes, it's it's fucking it's fucking crazy. And um, Weaver Jr. is actually suspected to be like some kind of serial killer as well, which I kind of want to do his shit next. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a lot of stuff with him, but I just found that fucking nuts. That's mm-hmm. fucking crazy banana pants. It is crazy um, banana trees, yeah. <laughs> it is. And then, and then. Oh, wait, no, wait. Hold on. One more sentence. Um, buried them in his backyard. He was sentenced to death in 1984 for the crime. And Weaver Jr. is suspected to be a serial murderer with the possibility of a connection to 24 other murders. Dang. So, yeah. And then, on top of all this, Weaver the Third's stepson, Francis, was charged with murder in 2014 after he and a few others robbed and killed a drug dealer in Canopy, Oregon. So it's a family okay. of murderers. So Ward Jr. Mm-hmm. was a murderer who had mm-hmm. Ward the Third help him dig the hole to bury the body. Mm-hmm. Ward the Third was a murderer mm-hmm. who had his stepson Francis dig a hole so he could bury a body mm-hmm. and then francis winds up also being a murderer yeah yeah i know i know it's fucking crazy it's fucking crazy i really and hope that francis didn't reproduce i i don't think so like can we just stop the cycle like can we? Just... i know i know it's that's and horrifying it, it is it really is. And when I had, um, when I was talking to uh, my stepdaughter about this, she was like, um, it kind of makes you wonder if being a murderer is a gene you inherit. I was just going to say, is like it this. nature or nurture? Now, the only right. reason why I, you can argue either side, right, is because yeah. if Francis was his stepson, it wasn't um, his biological son. But like, right. you still can kind of argue either side right oh absolutely it could be a little bit of both honestly you know because you know maybe the gene is there and you just kind of have to nurse it until it's like a thing yeah but god damn um yeah there's just like there's so many other like little details um to this case that are just fucking mind-blowing yeah um like there his ward's girlfriend was um she had mentioned that the dance team was over for a ice cream party and the ice cream was in the outdoor freezer that had a lock on it mm-hmm. and ward quote unquote lost the key and he asked her to go get the ice cream he lost the key because miranda's body was in there oh no yeah yeah like it's it's just like little shit like that that well it's not little but like there's there's definitely some more detail but it just it goes so fucking deep it goes so creep. fucking deep yeah what a creep yeah he's a, and, and then i read an article that he went to get a haircut in jail and the person that was giving him a haircut like cut him on the neck and i thought it was funny because you don't fuck around with with kids with you kids. don't fuck around yeah. with kids mm-hmm. and that's all this motherfucker did except uh, like um Except for the uh the nineteen year old, but I mean, yeah, but but still, still, it was still a (sighs) though she was nineteen 
because it was the girlfriend of his stepson, it was still like a childlike figure in his life. Right. So, right. I mean, it's all within the same yeah. wavelength. Yeah. Barfola. Yeah. What a creep. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah. I absolutely hate him. I hate everything he did. And these girls did not deserve to meet their end like this at no. all. No. At all. They survived so much and they were strong through so much. They they didn't need that. You mm. know, they just How they just awful. fucking didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's that's the story. Morning mm. glory. Dang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a sad one. Yeah. It's a sad one yeah. for sure. Super sad. Super duper sad. Super duper sad. Well, yet another one that we get to end on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag sarcasm. <laughs> uh, all right. It's all right. It happens. All right. Well, everyone, again, as per usual, we would like to thank all of you for hanging out and listening uh, to this week's episode of Bed Crime Stories. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate all of your listens. We appreciate all of the times that you recommend uh, that your friends take a listen. Um, And we just appreciate you hanging out with us. So um, in that spirit, make sure that you like rate review and subscribe Uh, this episode that you are listening to also continue to tell a friend, get people uh, on board, on board the bed crime stories train. Wow. You can also find us on social media. We're only on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is bed crime stories. You can also shoot us an email if you ever want to just reach out and say hi, hey, or give us any story suggestions or what have you. Um, and that email is bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com. Oh. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I yes. hope that you all have um, a wonderful holiday because we are posting this the uh, right before uh, Christmas hits. So I yes. hope that you all have a wonderful holiday if you celebrate Christmas. Um, if you don't, if you happen to celebrate Hanukkah, I hope that you enjoyed Hanukkah it ended last week um and if you don't celebrate uh those holidays if you celebrate another holiday in december you know what enjoy that one too yeah please enjoy or just you know what enjoy the the weather because it's been beautiful (laughs) even here in florida so um anyway we hope to see you all next week i'm really excited about next week's episode because next week's episode we are going to do our 2023 year review true crime headlines super episode like we did last year last year gave birth to eddie the environmental eagle so god only knows what's gonna happen this year yes so we have to pay tribute to him we do have to pay tribute to eddie the environmental (laughs) eagle um so make sure that you stay tuned for next week's episode um and you didn't say be kind by the way well i know i didn't get there yet okay i'm just it sounded like you were like ending it i'm sorry i'm sorry wow Go ahead. I'm talking Continue. about Eddie, the environmental oh, eagle. Okay. How dare I? How yes, give him a moment <laughs> for himself? Well, and you know what else? I hope you all do. I hope you're all kind. Be the band aid. Thank you. <laughs> I apparently need to be kind. I'm smack you upside the head. Wait, really um, quick really quick before you continue i saw these rings they were like bestie rings and it says be kind and then on the inside is of a bitch i've seen those too be kind of a bitch i kind of love that yes i kind of love yeah be kind of a bitch and be the (laughs) band-aid um but we'll see you all next week but until then 
sweet dreams. dreams. Bye, everybody. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.